0: Hello and welcome to Simply Edifies podcast. Our goal is to encourage women as we navigate the messiness of life through biblical studies, personal stories and practical tips that bolster our walk with Jesus daily. Thank you for joining us in our episode today. Hello, we are gonna dive right into our first episode on the BE's in the scripture. We did an intro to our new series in the last episode, so if you want to go take a minute and listen to that, it'll explain a little bit more about where we're coming from with this. Our first B E that we are going to talk about is found in Romans 12 verse 2, but I'm going to read verse 1 because they go along well together. Romans 12:1 I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. and be not conformed to this world, and here is our be ye, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So first off, when we look at these verses, it it's kind of a continuation of a thought. So if you read through Romans all the way back to the beginning of Romans, really Paul is laying the groundwork for salvation. And that salvation is not by works of righteousness, but it is a gift of God, not by works, lest any man should boast. And he talks about what it means to be a believer. And then it also talks about the, The conflict of of between law and grace and the law of Israel that the Israelites had to keep and how we're not under the law, um, but under grace. And then so then in chapter 12, it kind of is a little bit of a shift. I beseech you, therefore, brethren. So because we're not under the law, but under grace, because we are saved by grace through faith, because of all of these things that Paul has laid out. In the first 11 chapters, we can present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service because of that.
1: I like that you took it back because a lot of times this is a verse that we pull out out of context all the time and not to where it's necessarily misused, like some verses out of context, but where the background isn't explained. And so... It becomes very easy to look at it as something that we just have to muster up our own strength to do. Mm -hmm. And that's really, when read in context, that's just not what we see at all.
0: Right. Really, when we're talking about presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice, the overall aspect of this verse is that because God is merciful, it's that's the motive behind why we should do what we are called to do as believers right because of God's mercy because of what he has done for us that that presents the motive there in the first verse i beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of god paul is calling to remembrance here that it's not through ourselves right the reason why we should do it is because of god's great mercy towards us we are undeserving of any sort of kindness or compassion and yet god has bestowed that upon us great mercy, right? Yeah. And
1: I think it's important to note, you know, this isn't, this whole series is not a list of do's and don'ts to make you a better person or to put you on some kind of moral high ground. Um, you can find so much of that. outside Every other of scripture. religion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's a comforting thing to be like, oh, I have my checklist and I can just check it off. And, and if I have all my ducks in a row and all my boxes ticked, then I'm a good person. But that's not what God calls us to to be. Like that's not that's not God's standard for us. For one thing, goodness in and of itself, or in and of ourselves, is not what God asks us to be. He asks us to be like His Son, and Christ is much more than just good. And when Morals. I say good, I, I don't even mean morally holy good. I mean like just acceptable. Because <laughs> good, good, good is not enough. You know, it's really perfection that we're aiming for, but it's it's not going. To, ever be achieved by checking boxes off or by um just following a rigid set of steps that 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 is religion that is not the faith that we have
0: moralism says do right to be accepted to be in favor to be received and the gospel says there is none good no not one Mm -hmm. and we in of ourselves cannot be accepted and received. That's where the work of the Holy Spirit comes in. When we are saved, the Holy Spirit comes and he works in us and changes us. We we see that the phrase in the uh, New Testament, put off the old man, put on the new man. The new man, we have access to live in the new man through only the Holy Spirit. And especially when we're dealing with As moms, like our kids and stuff, we say, Be kind, (laughs) do this, do that. (laughs) This is what you're supposed to do. And oftentimes we forget that one, our kids might not even be saved and they don't have the power of the Holy Spirit within them to help them behave acceptably, right? They're in the carnal man. And then also, it takes a level of maturity to recognize I can't do this on my own and you can't do this on your own. We have to go to the, the word of God and we have to ask God to give us the strength and give us the guidance and the wisdom to do what is right. So as we're going through this, it is going to be a lot of kind of, you know, this is how you should be. And this is how you shouldn't be based on the word of God, not based on man's opinions. Right. So the idea of being transformed It says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So practically speaking, how do we renew our mind then? If we are to be transformed by the renewing of the mind, what is it that renews our mind?
1: Well, if we start in the verse without even going backwards too far, the first thing that we have to look at is just, are we conformed to the world? And that whole put off, put on principle of in what ways am I allowing the world to dictate who I am? and how i think. and so if there's things that you recognize are heavily influencing you or areas that you've just completely given in to, you know, i think you have to address those first.
0: Yeah. Um, I think it's very easy in today's, you know, internet world where we have the ideas and philosophies of the world just constantly bombarding us to not even recognize when those ideas and philosophies have shifted our mind and we have been conformed, not even intentionally. We've had these ideas and philosophies just kind of like seep in because we haven't been vigilant to guard and protect our ear gate, eye gate, you know, to uh, filter through a, well, that doesn't, that sounds nice, but I don't know that that's actually from the word of God, you know, like. Yeah, there's a
1: lot out there. I mean, I think my Facebook is probably curated a little bit to the things that I'm interested in, but I know that I have so many different, you know, like preachers or like spiritual leaders, maybe not even Christian, but like spiritual self-help kind of things that pop up all the time, you know? Right. And like there's, for me, I, most of the time I can look at something and be like, okay, I, I can kind of filter filter through like the good and the bad and be like okay even if i don't agree with everything that was an interesting point or whatever but first not every. it's harder like some people that's harder to do and also like even in that sometimes i'm still uh, like hearing all these philosophies and and ideas that are presented as truth and sometimes i'm not really thinking about it like i'm not actively like filtering it I'm just like okay maybe I'm not going to go act on what I've heard but it's still like it's it's still working on my mind and it's still part of you know what's going on in my memory and like you know it's there it's in my mind and so you have to be just vigilant and and be aware that like everything you hear isn't true everything you hear from really good people sometimes isn't always true and you just have to make sure that whenever you're coming up against something which I think this is where we're going. (laughs) But when you come up against something, a thought or a way of thinking or whatever, does it line up with God's word? And ultimately, like if we are renewing our mind, that would be the next step of getting rid of the the junk. And then renewing is refreshing, replenishing, reviving. And we do that through God's word.
0: Right. Obviously, when it says your mind, you know, it's more than just our intellect that it's, that it's yes. referring to. It's like, it's the seat of our emotions, right? It's everything mm-hmm. that is who we are as a person. So as a person, there are little things every day that, that we make decisions on that make up who we are, right? So it comes down to the most basic of things, the basic of choices, like, am I going to get up in the morning and spend time with God? Am I gonna, you know, waste X amount of minutes, on nothing it's it comes down to like who we are as a person and who we are as a person is made up of individual choices throughout the day so it it's not a one-time action to be non-conformed to the world it's not a one-time action to be transformed in our mind it's it's a continual process that as we go through life I I would think it gets easier at some point. <laughs> I think sometimes there's there's moments where it's easier and some moments where it's really hard. but the more you do it, the more you're uh, accustomed to doing it and and the fight becomes a little bit less. When you purpose in your mind to do something or to not do something for the for the express purpose of being closer to Christ, the longer you do that, action whatever it may be whatever god has convicted you about doing or not doing the more time you spend doing that or not doing that the easier it becomes to reject that or to act on that thing that's why
1: paul talks so much about discipline because that is essentially what you're talking about is discipline the more you do something not that it ever becomes necessarily easy but the battle is kind of already won like you're already it's already part of your habits it's already part of your routine
0: actually the i was reading a commentary and it said the, the word transformed there actually means like a, to form a habit mm, really to on to put on another form right that's kind mm-hmm. of self-explanatory but also like to form a habit of yeah so that's really good yeah it's Definitely all that we were talking about there as far as this is something that, you know, you, the more you do, it, the more you focus time, energy and thought into it, um, it becomes who you are. Right. Mm-hmm. Like runners don't start out runners <laughs> like they I've might. Heard, have, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know either, <laughs> but they might have like some raw talent, but it takes a lot of hard work for athletes to form habits that in turn produce results hmm um so be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind just going back to the fact that this renewing is it's a work done by reading the word of god the word of co- god is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing of center of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart There is no other book like the Word of God. The Word of God is what is going to renew your mind. So people can say like you can do all these like self-affirmations or you can have all these motivational speeches or you can like just say I'm going to power through and do these things in my own strength. Even reading the Word of God, you can say, well, I'm just going to do this like check off my box. But that's not really allowing the Word of God to work in you, right? That's not really... Letting it be sharp and discerning of your thoughts and and intents of your heart. If you're just reading it to read it, to check off a box, that's not allowing the word of God to really work in your heart and life. I will say that as far as, we are talking about habits, sometimes
1: there are days that that is what you're doing, right? And in the purpose of habit training, (laughs) it's okay to power through a day if you're not feeling like it. I think it's never
0: going to return void, even if you're not feeling something in that moment.
1: Check your motives, you know, and and if things aren't working, if you realize that you're just reading through, like, like you're like this, I need something else. Maybe switch up your reading plan, or like, you know, find a a devotional book that will help give you some extra, just help you get through that season. But the point that you were saying, I understand, is that God sees our heart and He sees what we're doing, and to Him, us doing anything just to look good or to feel good isn't the point. And he sees that and he does care about our motives. Yes. Um, but there are days and there are times where you just have to do the right thing because you know, it's the right thing as well. And that's just, I think that's just a maturity thing. Like something you just realize as you go along, like there's, there's days where your feelings follow the actions instead of the other way around. And, you know, just gotta, you just gotta keep plugging along.
0: Yeah. And then the verse goes on to say that you may prove and proving in the scriptures, oftentimes is a, a word that means trying to see if the person meets the expectation. I guess you could say like uh, proving a metal right to see if it's strong enough to hold what it's supposed to hold, or or proving a instrument to make sure that it is doing what it has been formed to do. Right. So we're proving what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Right. So essentially. If we're going to put this all together, hopefully I can do this without it, with it making sense. When our lives are transformed, right? When we are not conformed to the world and we are transformed with the motive of a heart of gratitude for God's mercy and his grace that has been bestowed upon us, we essentially show through our lives what God's perfect and acceptable will is, right? Like Mm -hmm. we show... To everyone else, to the world, and and other believers, we show God's will working out in our life. <laughs> That's how I took that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily think like I have heard before, like that there's a good will and acceptable will and a perfect will of God, and I don't necessarily read it that way.
1: I actually, this is my personal soapbox, and you can disagree with me on it, but I personally think that that teaching is kind of dangerous because. I think that it, it gives you this idea that there's like multiple realities out there. You're living an okay life, but like if you had made other choices, there would be a better will of God out there for you. And and if you had been more transformed, there would be an even more perfect will of God for you. And while I think that like you're always going to be more blessed when you are following following God, I just think it it, it can cause us to want to like live in the past a little bit or like Focus on what could have been, should have been, instead of what is. And so, I don't know. Again, that's just my personal thoughts on it. You can take it for what it, for what that's worth. I, I mean, think that, I,
0: when we're in the will of God, we find what is good and perfect and acceptable, right?
1: I just, yeah, <laughs> I think it's all of those things, not like three individual things, is what sure. i
0: yeah. Right. Again, this goes back to our motive, right? And so many times, I know in my life. I have heard these verses preached and taught and they've become very um, just familiar. And when we read familiar things, uh, we often read through them quickly and don't really break it down for us personally, even Mm -hmm. though, you know, we've heard it a lot of times and the things that we've heard have probably been true and good and right. That doesn't mean that we've made it personal to us right so I guess my challenge for our listeners would be to try to come to these verses with a blank slate if you've heard them multiple times like I have in my life and maybe read chapter 11 and then go right into chapter 12 and see if you find anything that sticks out a little bit differently and continue reading down chapter 12 and just doing that, see if something else comes that adds to the meaning of it to you. And, and well, what.
1: it's like it's like a puzzle, you know? So you might get like a beautiful piece of a puzzle that you can kind of get a good idea of what the picture looks like, you know? It's, like, it's a good piece, but it's just one piece. And when you put it all together, it makes much more sense. You get a more accurate idea of the big picture. So reading more than just... Two verses that we've heard preached, many of us have heard preached many, 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 many times. Um, There's many verses around it that maybe we haven't heard so many times, but they do make the whole thing make so much more sense.
0: Now, as far as being transformed, when it says be transformed, all of us, I think, should have a testimony of transformation in some way, shape or form. Even if we were a child when we got saved, we should be able to see God working in our life. And changing us from what we were to something different. Just if you don't have any of that, like, I know there's a lot of people that grew up in Christian homes and never, like, had a a testimony of, I came out of drugs and, you know, alcohol or something like that. That's not all that transformation is. Uh, In fact, some of the harder works of the Holy Spirit in our life are works that we, we don't really talk about works of uh, sins that um, are more private, sins of, mm-hmm. you know, anger, sins of lust, sins of laziness, <laughs> sins of anxieties and sins of things that we don't necessarily see on the outside because we can all, you know, clean up nice and go to church and everything. But if you don't have any sort of a testimony of God has worked in my heart and he has changed me from this to that, or I see a change in my life since Christ came in, maybe a little bit of self-evaluation of your salvation is necessary because when Christ comes in, there should be evidence.
1: Yeah. I started kind of rephrasing, especially when I talk to kids because they're so literal, so when you say like Jesus came into my heart, that can be, can be a little confusing sometimes for them. They, they think he's actually physically going to live in their heart. And I, I remember thinking things like that. So I try to just be careful how I talk to kids. And um, in my class, my kindergarten class, I was sharing like basically my testimony with them. And I said, Jesus, when I was four years old, Jesus changed my heart and he started working in my heart and he's been working on my heart ever since. Well, one of the little girls, um, much, much, much later, our librarian came in to tell us something. I don't know. She was in her classroom and this little girl interrupted us and she goes, Miss Adrian, Jesus changed my heart. And I was like, oh, <laughs> it was so sweet. And she was so sincere. And I'm like, it just gave me all the warm fuzzies. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's something that I've been able to look back and recognize, like maybe God didn't see me see me out of all these like you know this wild testimony but i can see evidence of where god took my heart as a kid and it was god's and it belonged to him and how he's been like (laughs) working on me over a very long period of time Mm -hmm. and hopefully continuing to work on me
0: so our starting episode here on um, the series of yees. we just kind of wanted to emphasize that this isn't about mere external conformity you know that's just like hypocrisy when we only focus on the outward and it's useless right mm-hmm.
1: well it's religion and it's vain. Yeah.
0: true christianity seeks to reign in the soul and From the inside, growing in Christ daily, changes will be made to the outside and Mm -hmm. those changes that are necessary. And so, as we go forward in this series, just keep that in mind as we talk about these things that we are not talking about this as a, you know, this is what you have to do to be a good Christian, right? No, this is a proof that you are in the will of God, that you are not conformed to this world, but you are transformed from the inside out. Thanks for joining us today. See you next time. We are honored that you chose Simply Edified to be a part of your day. If this episode was a blessing to you, would you consider subscribing to our podcast, as well as writing a review or giving us a rating? This would be such a help to our ministry. We would love for other people to find us, and this is one of the ways that they can. Thank you.